0: Okay, hi everybody. Welcome to another episode of Better. I'm Dr. John Duffy and with me is the bright-eyed and smiling Julie Duffy. Hi. Hi. What's up, babe? A uh, lot. A lot. So much is up. We haven't been in this studio for so long. Uh, well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> But we've had other things going on.
1: I'm about to sneeze, so um, oh, is that what, what's happening? That's here? what's up. Yeah, that's, that's why keep, what's up. Okay, that's why so I keep
0: poking the sides of my. Nose. Julie's poking the sides of her nose, but it's so far you've managed to hold the sneeze in. If she sneezes though, we're definitely keeping it. in. It's happening. It is. <laughs> I think. I'm looking forward to it. I love sneezing, man. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm jealous of. I'm this. looking
1: forward to it right now. Yeah. No, so, you. So you have gotten to hear John. You were on Zen Parenting's uh, double. Uh, Double platinum album Two part podcast About the book The White Uh, Album With Todd uh, and Kathy Yeah The book Has since Actually come out And not just Been in pre-sale So the book is out It's doing really well Is it a
0: bestseller? It's a bestseller Is it a number one bestseller? peeps It's a number one bestseller Do us a favor In some weird categories, guys
1: Well, teen health And teen parenting And all the good categories And then they You know, anyway Do us a favor, Um, do yourself a favor, (laughs) no, do us a favor and uh, give us a five-star rating on Amazon.
0: Oh, that'd be awesome.
1: I was going to just leave the star amount up to them, but I thought I would
0: suggest the number of stars. (laughs) Let's suggest nothing fewer than five stars. And if you don't be stingy with stars, they're they're, <laughs> they're free.
1: We, we, we all need lots of stars. Um, and and if you've read it um, and would like to put something um, glowing in addition to the stars, that would be great. And then people can find the book.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Is you know, like we do want people. In the end, uh, we think we've put something together that's really important that we want. In your hands, and the hands of every parent that possibly we can we can reach, because um, yeah, we're 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 getting really good feedback. I did a talk the other night, and um, and and everything we're hearing, uh, it feels like we have stumbled upon something important here.
1: Yeah, well, we really didn't stumble. We didn't stumble. That what so, we did was we did it that very was a th- such a throwaway. Um, We didn't stumble. We worked really hard, and it's about everything that you know from being in your office with our kiddos um, about what they struggle with, what they uh, are stressed out about, what they care about, what they don't care about, and how we're helping them and how we are unwittingly sometimes not helping them. And it's organized beautifully, and um, we want every parent to read it. To help the kiddos. The other thing is, if you would um, give us a rating on this podcast, and that's how people can find the podcast. We actually think we might be in the wrong category, and we're going to fix that because I'm not really sure which one we're in. It might be some like self help or something. I think we're in
0: self help. Yes, but
1: we should be more like you know marriage and family or some you know some kind of parenting because that's what we talk about a lot. Yeah, it is. No it's doubt. our passion. Yep. So, but please. Uh, give us a uh, another five star. <laughs> well, I, you got those stars out.
0: I, I'm drop, not ju-
1: drop a. What?
0: Here's the thing about drop five on
1: our podcast. Here's the
0: thing about iTunes is it might be a four star cap. Oh, just the max stars, whatever that is. Whatever them as many stars as you've got. Yeah. Just look around the house. There's, some there's always some stars around. Yeah, please. Um, and then,
1: yeah, people can find us and we can... we can
0: Recategorize into something this, appropriate. And continue this conversation. Because right now we're under politics and entertainment. No, we're not. <laughs> I don't know, are we? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so we have been... Uh, Julie and I, in the last few weeks, we've been writing talks... And, um, and talking a lot about parenting. And we every once in a while, we end up kind of locked into an idea that we're like, oh my God, yeah, this is an important thing that um, it feels nuanced, it feels almost obvious, and yet it doesn't happen enough in families, right? Or, or it does happen too much. But one of the things we came up with was how stingy, Parents can often be with their kids about affection, about pride, about just showing them they love them unconditionally.
1: Yeah, there's a few um, iterations of that that we were talking about. One of them is the need for kids to hear how proud their parents are of them and the stories you hear All the time about, you know, yeah, my dad never told me he was proud of me. My mom never told me he was proud of me. What? You just grimaced.
0: I grimaced because it's like so, it's just this fundamental truth. I hear this a lot. That's why I grimaced. I'm kind of like, ooh, it's, this is a hard place to be. Already, this is making me uncomfortable because I'm thinking, like, I see this a lot. I see where um, if a kid doesn't fall within the, the right plane for a family, for a parent, that parent will withhold. And you can't do that. That's the point, right? Right. So that's why I grimaced. I'm sorry to interrupt.
1: No. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. We uh, have been talking to parents. You've been talking to parents. We've been hearing from parents and from kids. And there's a couple simple things that can make a profound difference and are necessary for the well-being of your kids, and so um, I feel a little take no prisoners about it. I understand how people can get there, but number one, you no matter what your kid is going through, no matter what your kid did, no matter what your kid's uh, how your kid's life looks different than you hoped or. Uh, dreamed or planned you have to let them know that everything is good between the two of you that you are there with them and that you've got them and that you have each other and that light you hold not to go right into you know poetry but that light you hold for them can never dim um and that just has to happen um, and sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes it's super easy. I typically have found it uh, one of the easiest things for me to express, and the most joyful thing for me to express, almost ad
0: nauseum. But um, it's why it's why so many kids are drawn to you. So you think about all the kids um, in our neighborhood, all the, not just in our neighborhood, all the kids we've ever known in all our our entire marriage. Kids are drawn to you because they know Julie, and it's not—it's never Mrs. Duffy. <laughs> Julie loves me. You know what I mean? Like I can remember times at open mics in the neighborhood where um, kids are playing before the adults play, and some kids didn't want to play until you got there, or they wanted to play a song specifically for you because they knew—they knew how you were going to be for them.
1: All right, that's so sweet. I was just in the middle of a diatribe, and you just gave me this nice compliment.
0: <laughs> I was feeling like badass in No, I want fuck. you back. Listen, I want you back to badass, because I want to ask you a question. Oh. Why does it matter? Why Why is it so critical that, yeah, 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 Julie's, Julie's eyes are closed <laughs> like a gospel preacher in the middle of a sermon, man. Why There's does it matter? There's been so
1: many things that have happened lately Actually a couple things that I have memories of my own that have been drudged up. We watched unbelievable drudged dredged. Dredged. We watched unbelievable last night about a girl who is sexually assaulted. Um, the guy sneaks into her apartment. It's a true story. Uh, and kind of nobody believes her. Like she unfortunately had been in the foster system since she was three. But, um, even her foster foster Um, mom didn't believe her. Um, it was gut-wrenching.
0: It's necessary uh, viewing, too. And,
1: and then just the t- speaking we've been doing, the things we've been hearing, the last question you got at the, at the talk at LT this last Thursday night was um, the sweet mom, and she raised her hand and basically said... We have got to tell our kids that, no, just like I was saying, no matter what, and she was crying, no matter what they're struggling with, no matter what they're worried about. Like, remember back when you were a kid and you you screwed up and you were so scared, you know, it, it, you have to tell your kids no matter what, they can come to you and everything's going to be okay because I just buried Two of my nephews within 11 months. One of my nephews hung himself in his dorm room. Sweet, great kid, had plans for the weekend, was really involved at school, and her other nephew laid down on the train tracks. So it's, you know, time's up. So That is, And that was so – it's so beautiful that she shared that, and it also kind of was the best takeaway from the evening. You know, my thing is always – and this is completely relevant. I feel like I'm steamrolling here. But my thing is always you have to light up, you know, light up. When your kid sees you, you they have to see you light up for seeing them. They need that. You know their their world is noisy and they're out there and it's harsh from the minute they wake up into the minute they go to bed. You have to light up like you did when they were babies. They need that. They need that like physiologically. You know, they need to know there there's a port in the frickin' storm. So what what Sorry. if my kids
0: if, <laughs> what, what if my kid is 16 and he's a pain in the ass and he's not doing any homework and he I find, I found a vape pen in his drawer, and he lied to me about that, and he's being shitty.
1: There's a reason. He's stressed, and he needs your love and your humor and to talk about something else more than anything, you know, any lecture or any condemnation or any stern look or any look of disdain or any look of disappointment. He needs connection and fun and levity and light.
0: Okay, so can I play devil's advocate a little bit further?
1: Knock yourself out. So,
0: <laughs> has anyone ever heard Julie like this? She's I haven't. Actually, wearing six guns. <laughs> um, all right, are you telling me I can't parent my kid? Are you what you know? What, what how how do I get him to to behave more appropriately?
1: Mm, I don't know, but uh, I don't really care about that.
0: <laughs> Go ahead. Why?
1: Uh, because, you know, kids, people, all humans need to do what they need to do and go through whatever motions they have to uh, go through and, you know, fuck up and whatever they have to do. But the people that they belong to and that belong to them must never stray. They must always be there loving them, laughing with them. It's all OK. It does, None of it matters, matters that much. None of it matters more than the connection. None of it matters more than them being able to quiet their minds and find a respite in the storm that is their life right now. Um, so I, so many issues came up at the talk the other night. Parents have real concerns, you know, um, porn came up, vaping came up, um, um, everything you can imagine well, I was asked came about up. you know yeah underperforming
0: in school and you know like so, you know video games and but every other little issue right
1: that's all just stuff kids do or don't do and we can figure all that out but you have to stay in the game and you know like you were talking about the ninety ten rule: ninety percent of the time with your kid needs to be about the other stuff, the joy, the laughter. And I, this might—if this sort of sounds uh, Pollyanna—think again. It, it—that's what life's about. That, what's the point? You know, if it should be about, you know, family time, or you know, playing a game with them, or watching a show with them, or just laughing. Um, I mean, think about. The the time that you get with your kid, especially if they're teenagers, isn't a lot. So when I'm talking about 90% of the time, I'm not talking about, you know, whatever. Seven hours a day. 22 of 24 hours. I'm talking about the time you get. And that builds like resilience in them and uh, and, and, and connection
0: and hope. And it gives them something they can lean into. So you don't know sometimes where your kid's mind is. You know, I think I've said before, you and I have talked about this on this podcast before, um, the presenting problem when a kid is brought into my office is never the problem. I mean, literally never. I'm thinking of the last two referrals I had and it's like, oh my God, so far afield from, you know what I mean? Like, Usually the presenting problem is distraction. It's a symptom of the other thing. Yeah. So uh, you don't know what your kid's going through. You have no idea how loud their worlds are. And here's here's a an interesting thing that happened in my mind Thursday night. So I give this talk and I emphasize these points that we're talking about right now, you know, the 90-10 rule, and you've got to light up for your kids. And then after I'm done and after I've answered a bunch of questions, this woman tells us, about her two nephews. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, right. Yeah, this isn't just about, you know, having a a good relationship with your kids and guiding them through the teen years and all that. That's all fine and dandy. Some of this is literally life and death. Yep. Literally life and death. You know what I mean? Like, so consider that, that in reality... You have your child's life in his in your hands, you do. And let me just add. And, and their and their well-being, you own that. You own a piece of that. And if you are solid with them, all sorts of shit can be falling apart in their lives. And if they know, okay, I can, I know I'm good with mom, or I know I'm good with dad, or I know I'm good with both of them. And I've seen this in families, man. I, I'm thinking of a family I I worked with a while back, and. Mom and dad were open to talking about and hearing about everything, the grimmest thing, the darkest thing, the last thing they want to hear from their son and their daughter. And those kids, man, they they know it. And so they went through their shit. They went through it hard, but they always knew, like, I know I'm good with my parents. I know that. That is a certainty. And that doesn't mean that, that doesn't mean they're not pissed at me. No, right? right. I, I, I came I, home or, hammered. No, no, yeah, no. You you still you, you know you your
1: job is to help them navigate and be safe and make good decisions. And they're only going to listen to you if if you if they know that most of the time you know they can that you they can laugh with you too, and you have inside jokes and you have this um this relationship built up. Like I have a friend whose daughter is. She's trying to get stop vaping. She's kind of addicted to nicotine and guess what? So many kids are. And guess what else? They talk about it every day in a good way. Not in a Mom and daughter. Yeah. Yeah to talk to her mom about it and they kind of be like how's it going today you know did you get some gum you know so they get to she she's a she's navigating a million other things but she gets to talk to her mom and her mom's not judging her at all her mom's like oh honey i get it let's let's try to figure it out though because you know that's not good for you right we don't we don't you guys you don't want to be doing that but there's there's uh and it's not like it's important that i let her know that i don't approve because guess what they know that and I know I just said, guess what, like five times. <laughs> I'm like on a roll. Oh here. my
0: god. I've you know never what? this is this is unreal.
1: Here's the thing. I yeah. I um all right, I'm gonna well, I'm just gonna tell this story. And I, I think it's sweet, but it's pretty profound, and I, we might edit it out. But here's here's the thing. The other thing that we started out with was in the parent that can't say, and there's a lot of parents like this and people like this that can't say the words, I love you. I'm really proud of you. And that can happen even when your kid is a superstar. You know, like we've heard the story with Springsteen, we've heard the story with Paul Simon, people who have full lives and they're empty and sad inside because their mom or dad never said, I'm proud of you. So this, I want to be the main topic of this particular podcast. So here's what happened. Your mom has admitted in the past, sometimes she says things she wishes she didn't say and sometimes... I don't know. That was really the expression. Like, I don't know why I say the things I say sometimes. We all do that.
0: You're talking about my mom. Yes. Yeah.
1: I was taking her grocery shopping the other day. She had spoken to you earlier that day. John calls his mom every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, which is so sweet. She knew he had, I think was on TV that day and, and, you know, radio and had a book, a talk that night or something there was a lot going on and she said he does such good work i'm so proud of him and i said oh did you tell him that oh no 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 i don't i don't think i said that i don't think i said that and i said do me a favor next time you talk to him tell him that cuz he doesn't hear that enough and she and i have a really good relationship yeah i just you know, she queued it up, and I'm like, wow, did you tell him that? Because actually I thought that's what she was saying. So she said, I'm going to send him an email. I'm like, cool. So John said later, I got an email from my mom.
0: And she you said— You are probably thinking, go Georgiana. She did it. Maybe, well, I maybe, don't know.
1: Yeah. I, I, but you said—she said, I heard you're going to be on Windy City Live. I really like those hosts. Um, imagine— A kid of mine on TV, that's all she said.
0: Yes, correct.
1: And honestly, I think that was her attempt to say, I'm proud of you, but she didn't say it. No. And I so hardcore cued her to and asked her to and told her to in a... In a very conversational, sweet way, because that's how I roll, and told her how much you needed to hear that. And then you talked to her afterwards, after she saw the show, and she said, um, what?
0: She said, um, <laughs> uh, I didn't know the Rancics wrote the forward to your book. And that's all she said. So so she
1: saw the show, and instead of saying, oh, my God, honey, you you were amazing. That was so great. That was so exciting. That's all she said. I didn't know the rancics wrote the forward to your book. The moral of the story is.
0: Which, by the way, just if I can throw in there, as a grown man, that made me (laughs) for her. Because I could tell there's some part of her that can't say it, and that feels it, feels proud, feels love for me, and can't say it
1: here's the thing to yes um, you, at some point you do shift and you know you you understand maybe what's behind that and why that doesn't happen and you can feel bad for them um, and I know there's a thing with her that she's super proud I know she's super proud of you and you know it too and um, and you're and Mike your brother, same way. but I don't, but she doesn't tell you guys enough. So, Georgiana, we love you. Thank you for letting us use this exa- example. This is not an uncommon story. You know, it's just um, some people can't say the words.
0: I don't know what that is it, well, here, here here's the thing. I don't know exactly what it is either. Um, it's. But it has something to do with the self, not the child. This, Definitely. This, this I know, you know. So here's here's the point is if you are that withholding parent and you know this about yourself and people know this. If you just hear what we're saying, you're going to recognize yourself here because it's kind of binary. It's an either or. Either you're there and you're lit up or you're not.
1: It's not binary. There, It's a... It's a... It, there's a what continuum. I'm sure there's parents that are you know that fall all over themselves and it's easy and that they just feel and they bubble over with joy and love and enthusiasm for their kid. Hashtag Mama Muff.
0: <laughs> right.
1: And maybe me because I learned from her. Um, and there's you know there's all there's all variations and um, but. You have to tell your kid you love them and you have to tell your kid you're proud of, of who, who they are They are, because who they are is something miraculous and amazing, even if it doesn't look like you wanted it to. Find the thing you're proud of and talk about that. And that will feed everything that will feed. That will start, that will feed the seed that will bloom into something amazing. You
0: have to do it. You don't have an option. You know, that's the thing is one thing we talk about is that if there was a wider birth around parenting safely a generation ago, that doesn't exist now. There's too many stressors going on.
1: And if your kid is, this sounds super, um, I know it sounds super luxury, but it's really about we all have to, we all have to be in this together. We all have to shift and look at everything with new eyes. Really, not a little bit, a lot. Our kids need all of us. So we grown ups have to hear each other, look at each other, connect and shift the universe like one by one connected. And you your kid there's too much noise in their head. You can't add to the noise. You can't show disdain on your face. You can't pick on them for little shittle shit do because They'll break.
0: What? Um, well, I think you're going to be doing the rest of the talks from now on. That's pretty. That, that's become pretty apparent, because you are preaching the truth. I mean, uh, I I couldn't agree more. And I think we do need a massive cultural shift, where we light up for each other. We are. We see the good. In each other we don't talk bad about our kids or think badly about our kids or anybody else's kid you know um be that be that adult that the kid be mama muff man the, the adult that the kids come and talk to and they and and they know you're you're a safe zone and if every we're all human safe zones yeah We all need to be safe zones, man. We all need to be safe zones for all the kids and probably for each other in every Definitely for each other. It is a harsher world than it's ever been, man. And I don't know that it's going to get better in that regard. It's going
1: to get better because we're going to (laughs) shift it. Here's the thing that I said that I came up with. I'm going to say the thing. So I was working out. So I was going to – I introduced John Thursday night. While I was working out at HitLocker, shout out to the HitLocker again, we're all, you know, where my mind and body connects and some great ideas come into my head, I just got this image that and this idea that came to me. I didn't tell anyone about it, and I just said it in your intro, and here it is. We all wear, we all wear all this stuff around that gets in the way of everything, especially relationships. Oh, I said, we all wear the stuff around. We're going to take it off right now. So everyone, take your judgment hat. You know, we judge each other. We judge ourselves. We judge our kids. Everybody, take your judgment hat and throw it up in the air. And when I want to get rid of something, I do this all the time. When I want to really get something away from me or off of me when I'm, like, meditating in my little special land I go to, when I throw it up into the air, I... Make sure it disintegrates into something like sparkly and positive so it doesn't land back on me. So like, you know, throw your hat up in the air, watch it disintegrate into sparkles and butterflies and fly away. Sorry if you heard this at LT. (laughs) Um, The next thing, our fear glasses. You know, fear, yes, it has some purposes and it helps us in some ways. But in general, it steals our lives. It steals our lives What's our? I'm going to say it again. Fear's a powerful thing. It'll, It'll turn, turn your, your heart, heart black. black. You, you can, can trust. trust. It'll, It'll take, take your God-filled soul and fill it with devils and dust. Springsteen, but...
0: Truth, man. Right? Yeah.
1: Um, so we're going to take our fear glasses off. Everybody do it with me. Throw it up in the air. Watch them disintegrate. Butterflies fly away. Bye-bye. And last but not least our ego medals that we wear around our neck and some of them feel gold and some of them feel silver and some of them feel bronze and some of them, a lot of them say participant. <laughs> <laughs> so let's take off our ego medals, throw them up in the air, watch them disintegrate Boo, butterflies. Bye bye. So now, right? Our judgment, fear you talk about this all the time in our ego let's just take all that shit off and look at each other and be there for each other so we can we can fix this together for our kids. So I know I'm uh, uh, filibustering but um, they need our softness, our light, our unconditional positive regard. It doesn't matter if they, you found jewels in their room or they came home drunk or they had sex or they watched porn or whatever the hell they did. They're all going to do it and it doesn't matter. You have to be there for them and have them and hold them and be a solid foundation for them so they can figure it out. Period. The end. And you have to say, I love you. And if you have to, text it, like you say sometimes. Absolutely. Send them a text. Send them a text that says, No matter what, I love you, I have you. And tell them every day because this mom reminded us who just lost her two nephews and trust me I can tell from what the way you know I can tell that there are they were our boys they're all our boys yep. happy boys involved boys and and something's up that um they're not hearing enough they're not seeing enough light in people's eyes and they don't have it for themselves so um I think I'm now starting to repeat myself
0: but Mm, that, that, that that idea that they don't have it for themselves is an important one. They don't have it for themselves. They don't. They don't have enough of it. No. For themselves, they often have. They often have their plenty of disdain for themselves on their own. Yours. On top of that, they can't. They can't carry that load. And you know, I actually that reminds me of
1: something. You know, Ryan is it Ryan Severini on Windy City Live?
0: Ryan. Yeah. Ryan
1: Ryan asked you a good question. He's like, you know, you were talking. You were talking about. You know, this kind of. I I can't remember exactly what you were saying, but he's saying, what about like that, you know, back in the day, like, what about that tough, that toughen up thing? Like kids are, are they too, you know, weak and soft and malleable? And you said, I loved, oh no, they're really strong. Just to navigate all the traffic they have, everything going on in their head, make it make it. they're really strong, but they don't need that toughen up. They don't need that in your, you don't need that in your vernacular. If if that's not going to help them build competence and resilience, if it's judging them, it's breaking them down.
0: And trust me, man, kids today are tough. They are navigating something that has never been navigated by young people before. They know more, they're they're more aware of how they feel, how their friends feel, how um, What's going on it, politically and globally? They're carrying it all around. They are tough as friggin' nails. So if you think we're raising some kind of soft generation that can't take it or some crap like that, you need to dispel that little myth as well. Yeah, hard. We're mad. <laughs> no. Well, we're here's just, the thing: we're, no. we're fighting for kids' lives. Yeah, that's what we're doing.
1: Yeah, and 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 we um, we've been really marinating in this and we did watch unbelievable last night, which didn't help. So check it out. Um, but the great news is the great news is, you know, in summary, if you pay attention to the vibe in your home, so make the vibe chill, whatever that means, clean up, you know, get, You know, make it so that it's not loud and messy or too quiet and judgy and stark. Um, Make sure you're around and make sure your kid can refuel in your home. Have some laughter, have some fun, lighten up, because that's what life's about. And... Tell them you love them and that you're proud of them and who they are and find that thing in them that you are proud of and that reminds you of why, of how, you know, when you could coo and oo and goo at them when they were babies. It's in there. Focus on that. Don't focus on the things that bug you, that will help you and tell them you're proud of them and light up and those are things you can do and then Other things will just fall more easily into place.
0: Agreed. Agreed completely. Um, And I I just have one other thought I'm going to add here. If you can't find the words today, there's something my dad did. Every single day from the time I was maybe 15 or 16, every day that I saw him, and he didn't always have the words. He hardly ever had the words, to be honest, until I was older, but he would kiss me on the forehead.
1: You said he kissed you on the forehead every single day. Every single day. From the time you were what, like 16? Yeah. He started... He So that, that... I mean, it's so beautiful, and I'm so sorry to interrupt, but you... He had a... He... You know, you said in your talk, he... Wasn't a very good dad to little kids. He no. was stressed and and you know kind of harsh. But at some point, he woke up. And at 16, every single day, and you were taller than him,
0: he, he made... He would stand on his, on his toes. He would, get, he would you find a forehead. way to kiss me on the forehead. He'd, he'd pull my head down to kiss me on the forehead. And so here's something funky that happened. So we've talked about how my father leaves me dimes. There was a dime at this place where I spoke, the high school school. Um, and so I put the dime, uh, I had it with me, I put put it up on the lectern where I was speaking. So my son, George, our son, um, surprised me and showed up. He was in San Francisco all week. He showed up at this talk. I didn't know he was going to be yeah. here. I had no idea. So awesome. And um, I found myself hugging him when I saw him, kind of in tears a little bit, and I kissed him on the forehead.
1: Aww. And it was just kind of
0: an automatic thing. So you know that kind of pays itself forward a little bit you know in in a way that is kind of immeasurable but find the words kiss them on the forehead give them what you know they need you know they need it deep down it's yeah. not and it's not hard once you do it it's like <sighs> It's what you need (laughs) to really, it's what you, you know, you're, you're, you're like, that's why I, my heart breaks for my, my mom, because I know she needs to express that too. It would fill her soul up in a way. And so when you're withholding, you're not just withholding from your child, you're withholding from yourself. And so there's this love that gets quashed and unexpressed and there's no point to that, man. Life is too short, literally sometimes. So yeah, if if nothing else, the kiss on the forehead. I love it. Right? Love it. All right. So, um I think we've had our say here, do you?
1: I think we have and, you know, take it for the intention behind it. Yeah. Um it's it's about it's just like wake up and have a more joyful connection with your kid and and give them what they need. They need Love, approval, and sanctuary. Amen. Amen.
0: I love you, honey. I'm love proud you, of honey.
1: you. I'm proud of you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Don't really know. proud of How you. How hard is I'm really proud of wow. you. You should have seen Julie introduce me. It was insanely good. <laughs> anyway, we will talk to you guys next time. We love you. We're proud of you. We're proud of you. Bye. Bye.